everyone uh, welcome back so I know it's been a few weeks since I've been on so before I jump into today uh, my little topic of the day I wanted to just do a quick like update I guess of what's going on in my life so um, I have been working more on smaller projects with writing um, I applied to um, become a regular contributor to a blog and um, like a sort of like a, what do they call those? Promoter? Not a promoter. Uh, influencer. I'm already a failing at it. I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> but um, so I applied to do that, which would be something a little more regularly. Um, but I've also submitted a couple of poems and short stories to magazines, literary magazines, um, online things, things like that. So, uh, that's been nice, and I've been focusing a lot more on those shorter works, poems and short stories, but I am still working on, um, I've got a novel that still needs to find an agent, and I am also working on still finishing a second novel, not in that series, a, a totally unrelated one. But, um, yeah, so those are the things that I'm working on with writing. Um, last week they had this event in Nashville. They called it a lit party, like, haha, plan words. Um, but it was just kind of like a mixer in ways for people in the literary community of Nashville to meet and network. Um, I ended up not finding anyone to go with me, so I went by myself, which was, I mean, that, I, I think it's good for me personally to experience things alone, although I think that I may have been able to talk to more people if I had had someone with me. Um, in my mind, I was like, well, whatever, I'm going alone, but I'll just, you know, walk up and talk to people. Well, when I got there, almost everyone was in groups, <laughs> so that's extremely intimidating, and I also think, I just don't, it's not even a shyness thing. I mean, like, there's no scenario I play out in my mind where one individual walks up to a group of five or six people and it goes well, <laughs> um, yeah, it's probably super weird. Like, those people are like, uh, what are you doing? Like, we're good here. Um, so it didn't quite turn out to be as much of a mixer as what I expected, so much as just people gathering to, uh, see and enjoy what was there, which was that there was, um, there were people representing different organizations in the community, uh, some had tables or whatever. I mean, like one or two had a table and then, um, there were people doing poetry readings throughout the night and that was really ended up being the best part of the evening. I mean, it was incredible. Um, I heard some really great, really talented poets and, uh, it really like fueled me and, um, I really need to do things like that to sort of nourish my soul, as I said. So, yeah, um, even though I didn't talk to too many people, I did meet a couple people and, um, you know, I did really get, become like filled up in a way that I needed. And also, um, I, I did get a little bit of information that would be useful to me. And I also met, um, with a guy, his name is Mike Young. He did a poetry reading, um, from his book, which is called, I know we don't know each other that well, but I made it back to the desert. Um, his poetry reading was incredible and, like, maybe pivotal for me in a way. Um, and so, 
just hearing him alone really would have made the night worth it. But I also got to uh, buy the poetry book. So I wish that I knew how to promote him on here. Like, I don't, I didn't find a website or anything. If I do, I'll update you guys next time. But in the meantime, if you, he's on a poetry tour. So if you see him passing through your town, definitely go out and, uh, and give him a listen. He was incredible. He's a really nice guy. And the one thing I have to promote for him is he has a band called Clementine Was Right. So you could check them out. Um, they're pretty cool. So anyway, um, that's what I was doing with writing. So I mean, really exciting. Nothing like, you know, life altering or career altering, but all things that when you put them together, those sort of things are what go into making you a real writer, making you someone who, you know, has writing to do all the time. Versus someone who's just kind of daydreaming and working on projects on their own. And there's nothing wrong with being that person. But I think we all kind of like, as creatives, we dream of being that first person who, you know, who always has a project and who has projects that see the light of day. Even if we're not really making a lot of money off of it, that they are seeing the light of day, that someone's reading it, someone's being touched by it, someone's enjoying it, uh, what have you. So, um... It's been really exciting for me to sort of see that shift. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm like, you know, making a living off of uh, off of any of my creative endeavors yet. But it is fun to sort of make that very slow, gentle, but, you know, uh, still very involved, very uh, time-consuming shift into uh, someone who's always got plates spinning and so yeah, so that's great. Um, and then also my band, um, and if you're new here, we're called Panda Forces. That is us in the intro. Uh, that was a clip from a rough take of our single pink dress, and we actually just released that. So uh, that's exciting too. Um, it's on like Spotify and iTunes and everywhere you'd expect it to be. Um, so we released that single. That was really cool. We played a show with a nationally touring band called Bad Sandy. They're super cool. Um, I really like Bad Sandy a lot, and they're nice people, too. Um, And everyone that played that show was incredible. Uh, It was a really fun night. Um, And, yeah, so um, there's probably been more (laughs) things going on, but that's the highlight reel for my updates with writing and music. It's been fun. Um and sort of gives me like a very optimistic feeling, which is, which is always good because, you know, life can go to shit at any given moment. And mine has for sure. Um, like, (laughs) you know, throughout on a regular basis, throughout all of this, I've had my own personal issues, but it's a huge light to be able to feel like your creative life is going right. Um, or that it's sort of blossoming or becoming something new. So yeah, that's, um, that's been really great for me. Uh, so, so today's topic of sorts is going to be about image, and I didn't really know a better way to word that, so I feel like it sounds a little bit maybe douchey or pretentious to just be like, I'm going to talk about image. Um, but what I mean is, as an artist, how we really like portray ourselves to the world, how we choose to portray ourselves. Um, It's something that has repeatedly come up for me in recent um, months, weeks, especially. 
um, that I really just felt like I wanted to shout from the rooftops about it. Um, so it's anything from the type of music that you make or art, whatever art you do, it's, it's from what you make, um, to how you dress yourself or your band, to how you style your photos, to the fonts that you use, um, to the way that you talk on social media, all of those things, um, the way that you treat your fans, uh, your stage presence, all of those things sort of go into what creates this image that you put off um, as an artist. And I think that's especially true as a musician um, because, you know, people go to see you live. Like, if you're a painter, people might go to see your paintings and, yeah, they might meet you afterward, but they might not. Uh, with If someone goes to your show, like, they're staring at you the whole time. So, it's, I think, uh, it can be the best and the worst <laughs> for musicians. Um, so first thing that I want to get out there, this is really like the root of, of everything that I have to say on the topic is, um, we're going to talk about basically like what's cool and what's not cool. Uh, it sounds a little bit like childish to say it that way, but that's what it comes down to, right? Like, uh, bands, I mean, want to be cool or, you know, feel relevant or whatever it may be. Um, and I wanted to make it clear that like the least cool thing that anyone can do in the entire world is to be inauthentic. Um, trying to be someone else or to look like someone else. Uh, and that isn't, that goes for anyone, not even just as an artist or a musician or whatever, like any human being who tries to be something that they're not, that is the least cool thing you can do, whether it's lying to other people or lying to yourself or hiding things about yourself, like, um, or whether it's, you know, just pretending to like things you don't like or, um, trying to look or act in a way that is not authentic to yourself, like, that's the least cool thing that you can do. And I think that it's extremely transparent. Everybody sees through that as an act. Um, I think it's like a very, very small percentage of people who witness that sort of uh, act that people put on and still think that they're cool. Um... I think that it's only natural that we want to uh, borrow and take from people we admire. Um, but this is kind of like how I how I like to think of it. What's so cool about being a musician in particular is that you are made up of 100% of everything that you consume, right? So... You don't, if you're like, let's just say like, I love the shins, right? They're my favorite band. I don't have to sit down and think, how can I sound the most like the shins? Or, you know, what can I do to make my band seem like a band similar to the shins? Um, I don't have to do that because since I am inspired by them and I am learned 
of, you know, like the lyrics, um, you know, since they have influenced so much of me as a person and as an artist, it's always going to come through. And um, it may come through in varying degrees in, at different times or in different ways. For example, my lyrics have a heavy hand of uh, Shin's influence versus, you know, my personal fashion style really doesn't have any, <laughs> you know. Um, or maybe the sound of my music uh, often doesn't have a, a great amount of Shin's quality to it. Uh but I think that you could understand that it was influenced by them. Um, and I think it's a little bit like you wouldn't want to sound like every artist that you like. Because I also really enjoy Britney Spears. Um, and I think it'd be super weird to have a band that was 50% Britney Spears and 50% The Shins. Um, right? But... Um, I like to think of it less as like I'm a collage of all of these things that I like and more of like, you know, my music has like, is like a painting and each of these things that I consume and that I love and that I learn from are just different um, paints that the brush has been dipped in. Uh, you know, we've got, and it's, and it's everything too, right? Like it's not even just the, um, particular bands that you like it's you know so so many things go into it like my brush it's dipped in the shins and britney spears it would also oscar wilde and you know maybe kesha and fairy tales and you know uh, the poem that i heard at the reading and uh maybe like a market that i went to in hungary and like all of these different things that um, marked me in some way, left an impression on me in some way. Like all of those things are each like a different shade that my artistic brush was dipped in. And it goes on to create this painting of me. And uh, if we could look at that painting, it'd be like listening to the songs that I make. And that's how I like to think of it. And I think it is the coolest thing in the world to uh, be able to say that, you know, none of us are, um, none of us are 100% original, right? Like all we are is made up of all of the things that go into us from the lullabies that our mothers sang to us at birth to, you know, whatever Spotify playlist you're hooked on right now. Like all of those things go into creating us. So while none of us creates ourselves, all of us, each of us are so unique and different in that way. And I just think, um, wow, how cool, like, I don't really want to hear Britney Spears cover the shins, you know, necessarily, I don't know, maybe, uh, I'd hear the shins cover Britney Spears, I don't know, now I think I'm just getting, going down a dark, dark, dark rabbit hole, but, <laughs> but, you know, maybe I don't want those two things to be mashed up, but when we've selected just the very perfect pigment from each of those pots, to create this painting, it can be something beautiful and amazing. And I think when it's authentic, it always is. I think that, you know, people's authentic selves are interesting and cool and, and just really neat to see. Uh, I think that when things get really muddy and ugly and cheesy is when people are trying to make that collage. It's when people sit down and say, um, you know, 
let's disregard the side of me that likes, you know, uh, the cheesy things like let's disregard the part of me that grew up watching Hannah Montana and let's disregard the part of me that loves top 40 music and let's only focus on the part of me the parts of me that I want people to see um because they're what I think people are gonna find cool and it's important to make that distinction because if you like it obviously you find it to be cool yourself but if you don't think others find it to be cool then um that's the mistake you're making right there. It's all in your perception and you're too worried about what other people think. Like you just should not be worried about what people find to be cool or interesting when it comes to your art. Like that should never go into it. And that's the first fatal flaw in in my opinion. I think that often happens and artists will say like, okay, um, these artists are kind of similar to what I think that I'm putting out or they're similar to what I want to put out. Um, and this is how they pose in their photos. This is how they dress. Uh, this is the faces that they make. You know, this is, uh, what type of, you know, songs they make, etc. And, uh, I just think it ends up like, yeah, Maybe your fans think Metallica is cool, but I don't necessarily think they're going to think that you're cool for sounding like Metallica. I think if, or looking like them, I think if they see a picture of you posing or looking, dressing, whatever, in that way, they're not going to be like, wow, they're really cool. They're going to say, wow, that person or that band uh, looks like Metallica. And that's distracting. Um, It's not really like, I mean... I don't really see it to be a compliment. Um, I mean, it's not to say I don't ever want to be compared to other artists. Uh, And if someone tells me that I remind them of an artist that, you know, I find to be talented or interesting, of course I take that as a compliment and I say thank you. And, you know, there's, it's a difference in having things in common with an artist versus, you know, being, uh, uh, a copy of them, but, um, I don't really think it should ever be the goal. Um, it definitely shouldn't be the goal to look or sound like someone else. Um, but I think that that happens so often and, um, it's, it really and truly is like the least cool thing you can do as an artist and as a person. Um, and I mean, this is like, This is everyone from, like, my opinion, my husband, like, older people that I've spoken to, um, younger people. Like, I just think this is pretty across the board. Um, there's nothing really cool about copying. And I, I want to give people enough credit to say that in general, I don't think people go into it maybe necessarily with that deliberate intention but I think maybe what happens is that people just don't trust themselves enough to actually genuinely be authentic um I think people maybe are afraid that if they were to just be themselves it wouldn't be cool enough um so like I want to talk a little bit about gaining inspiration from other people intentionally because Sometimes uh, we do need to get inspiration. I think that when it comes to like songwriting, really, 
you should be able, if you're a musician, you should be able to sit down and write a song without needing to first listen to another song, right? But, um, which is not to say that you can't be inspired by their songs because many times I've been listening to something and I've thought, um, like, I really like what this artist is trying to say. And then it kind of made me think of another similar, uh, like, if I could respond to that artist, like if we were having a conversation, like this is what I'd say back. And I'm like, ah, I want to write a song about that. So like, I do think you can be inspired naturally, organically by other songs. But like, if you're sitting down to write music, you definitely should not be like listening to a bunch of your playlists to try and write. I mean, right. That, that is going to be inauthentic, but I don't really think people are doing that. And I think when it, when it's really coming out is, um, for it's mostly for like aesthetic and image purposes um and I think like for example one of the main ones is like photo shoots that bands do so I don't know I feel like for example a photo shoot is something that I personally don't have a lot of like creative ideas about So, um, if I had a great photographer who was offering me ideas, I would take them or, you know, was giving me directions I would follow. But, um, maybe that's not always in our budget or that's not always what's available to us. And maybe our band photos were truly taken on like a cell phone camera and edited well. Um, or, or maybe, you know, like what's the case with my band? Our current photo was taken by a friend. And it's a professional camera and he's a photographer and it's great. But because he was a very close friend, I don't, I mean, we were just squaring around, you know what I mean? So it wasn't like, it wasn't like, Hey guys, I'm showing up for a photo shoot. It was like, Hey guys, I'm here with a camera. Uh, go, let's go take a picture, go stand somewhere, (laughs) you know? Um, and it wasn't like we had the time or opportunity to go drive somewhere. It was like, this is where we are right now. Let's just do something. Um, and so I think that when it comes to situations like that. Now for us, we totally just, we, we were again, just ourselves and just took a picture and I think it turned out great. But like, that's an example of a time where I could definitely understand, uh, needing inspiration. And I would definitely consider myself sitting down and looking to other people's photos. Um, I don't think you should copy, but it could give you an idea of like, this is what uh, similar artists are doing. Um, this is what, you know, looks cool to me. And I think that is a big, a big part of it is to make sure like, this is what looks cool to me. Not, this is what must be cool because everyone's doing it. But like, you know, I've looked at five different bands that I like and I've seen three different, you know, types of photographs. And I think that these two look neat. You know, that's, that, even though you've drawn inspiration from someone, like, that's organic, and that's you, and you make it your own in your own ways. Uh, But then I think often people don't do that last piece. I think that they say, okay, well, this is what you're supposed to do. Stand, and we're going to stand in some kind of weird line or zigzag, um, and then we're going to all make pissed off, angry uh, or like stoic, like 
expressions at the camera. And so that we look like tough and cool. And this happens a lot, especially in all male bands. Um, and I just think it's because a lot of men like feel like they have to look tough or cool when they do rock music. And for the record, you don't. Uh, there's nothing wrong with having fun or um, being flirty or sweet or cute. Like, you know, you don't have to be tough or cool. And especially you don't have to be mean. Like, when I see these photos of these rock bands, it's like, I guess I can imagine where they're drawing inspiration. And I guess it's just bands I don't think are cool and bands I don't like. Um, But, like... When I, as a woman, like, look at photographs of, like, men who are in bands or, you know, male singers or whatever, uh, like, if I were to say which ones that I think look nice or are attractive or whatever, it would definitely not be angry pictures at all. Um, I don't think there's anything cool at all about looking mean to your fans, uh, like sitting down and saying like, here's me looking pissed off and that's what I'm offering you as a fan. Like, I don't think that's cool at all. Um, I, I don't think it's like, why would you want that to be the way you portray yourself as like mean or tough or like, I don't know. I, again, I think that the thought is, oh, I'm looking cool, but I mean, it's not, um, I don't know who has decided it's cool, but, like, it's not, it doesn't seem genuine, and it doesn't seem original, and therefore, it can't be cool. It's just not. Um, and maybe that's just, like, my opinion, you know, whatever. Take it with a grain of salt. But to me, um, if I can tell that you have really put a lot of thought into posing for your photos, if I can tell that you are intentionally making a an angry, constipated, pissed off face at the camera, um, and especially if I can tell that you are inspired by like, I'm not gonna call out any band names on here and be a bitch, but like, you know, angry bands. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. But if I can tell that you're copying, you know, those things are just like are just not cool. I just, like, I don't think you look cool at all. I literally laugh at photos like that. And I think that's pretty much, like, the general consensus. And, um, it's a shame because I think those people really think they're being cool when they do that. And it's really super not. (laughs) But, yeah, um, so if you are someone like that who, like, cannot take something and add original thought to it then don't take something right like if you're someone who can't like just draw inspiration you have to copy instead or mimic something then don't look at other bands photos before doing yours just go out there and do what feels right and feels natural to you um like your band i mean it's like there should be some band chemistry that naturally occurs right like in my band's photos that we've, anyone we've ever taken, granted, again, like, only one of them is actually, like, a professional photograph, but, like, you know, any picture we have, like, I love all of our pictures, and we're usually being so stupid, uh, but they look good, like, 
you know, there's like one of those cheesy photos of us jumping on train tracks, but, and I thought, you know, it might look cheesy because every band is on train tracks, every band jumps. Well, I guess every band doesn't do those things, but a lot of bands do each of those things. So I guess I was concerned that it would be like, oh yeah, you know, eye roll sort of thing. But I just didn't care because uh, the train tracks we were at are like, it's a place that matters to me. It's a place that I have a lot of great memories attached to and I wanted pictures there and um you know the jumping thing it was just like let's try it out and see if it's any good and it was hilarious so like to me that's you know like I look at those and I'm like this looks like a band that likes each other a band that like has fun and I want to hear you know a band whose music is going to have some life in it some soul to it maybe that's a little bit my you know bias of me But that's kind of what I see in those pictures. And, like, I don't want to look at the pictures and be like, oh, they look so cool. Like, I want to look at the pictures and be like, yeah, I want to listen to that band. Or that band looks, you know, like people that I would like. And the funny thing uh, that kind of loops this around full circle and sort of brings us to, you know, sort of wrap things up is that incidentally I found that in having this attitude, we really kind of became cool. (laughs) Um, It's not something I ever expected to call myself or my band, but when I look at, like, the professional photo that I mentioned, we just, like, jumped in front of, you know, I'm five foot tall, and my husband's six three, and our drummer is over six feet two, so I also had to, like, find a way that we could all fit in the picture. I'm just jumped on top of a uh, thing. I don't know what's the word, like a ledge thingy. I don't know. Anyways, I had to just jump up on something so I could be tall enough. And, you know, we just like picked a spot and we just kind of like did what came natural. Like that photo looks really cool. Like when I look at that photo, I'm like, yeah, we look awesome. And, uh, that sort of like thought of like, we look cool. Isn't one I ever expected to have just cause I don't think of myself as like, on a normal basis, I have never really thought of myself as, like, a cool person. Um, I've often been called weird, um, and it's always been something that I kind of, like, it kind I don't want to, I guess, I don't want to say I struggled with it, but it was something that sort of bothered me a little because, um, I've always been interested in trends, super interested, whether it's, like, food or, um, whether it's fashion or music or whatever it may be, like, I've just always been interested in, uh, new trends, um, just because I just think it's, it's incredibly interesting to see what people like and, uh, what's becoming, you know? So, like, for example, when I was in high school, like, I was addicted to Teen Vogue. So, um, I'll never forget, um, in the ninth grade, I had read an issue of Teen Vogue that said that, like, bleached and ripped jeans were going to be cool. Or were going to be in, I guess I should say. So, um, to me, like, this this is really why I liked to be in on things like that. Is because it was like someone said to me, here is a new... Uh, way that you could be creative. So I read that 
bleached and ripped jeans were going to be in. So I took an old pair of my jeans and I got out my scissors, my seam rippers, and a bleach pen and just fucking had a field day with them. And I, I remember wearing them to school and, um, at least one person asked me like, why are your jeans ripped? And I was just like, I just did it myself. You know, like it was in Teen Vogue. I thought it was a good idea. Uh, and then of course, like a few months later, everyone in school was wearing ripped jeans and I'm not by any means saying they copied me because I don't think that they did. I think that they copied, um, everyone else who copied Teen Vogue, which, you know, I'm not saying copy in a derogatory, in a derogative way. Like I'm saying that, like, that's how a fashion trend starts and same with any trend really. Um, so I've always been really interested with like catching trends at the very beginning, uh, not to be cool, but just like I said, to find a new way to be creative or, um, just, uh, I'm just, I, I love new, 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 new. I love change. I'm not one of those, like, I feel like I'm weird in that a lot of people are like, oh, I'm afraid of change. I'm like the exact opposite of that. I like constantly want to change everything. Um, I've had a really hard time ever keeping a hairstyle. Like I'm always chopping it off or bleaching it or dyeing it or whatever. Like this is how I am as a person. Like I'm always interested in the next new and interesting thing, but throughout all of that, um, regardless of always knowing what was coming next and always being informed and, you know, creative in those ways, like I never felt cool. Uh, because, you know, when you're bleaching and ripping your jeans before anybody else, while everyone else's jeans are intact and closed, <laughs> everyone's knees are safe from the cold wind, <laughs> people say things like, why did you rip your jeans? Um, and so it doesn't really make you feel very cool. Um, but obviously, like I said, I just didn't care like that. I wasn't doing it for that reason. I was doing it to have fun and I did. Um, but yeah, so like that was just kind of how it's always been for me. Um, because I've always been like so drawn to things that maybe are either totally new or just out of left field. Like, cause I also wore tutus for a while in high school. I was really into 80s fashion, and I would wear a tutu and beaded necklace or whatever. I crimped my hair sometimes. Like, I didn't, like, I wasn't, like, in a costume, but I did wear a lot of 80s-inspired fashion. Um, you know, things like that. So, I guess, like, because I was always interested in new things or unique or different things, I never really felt like I was currently into what everyone else found cool. Um... And I wasn't bothered enough to, like, change that about myself as a person. That's just never been me. But I guess I just never really thought, like, that there would come a day where I was going to be cool myself. Um, I just, I resigned that that wasn't in my identity. Um, but I was looking at that band photo and I was like, wow, we look, we really look cool. And uh, then, um, like, on a, on a similar sort of note... I stopped playing as much guitar in the band, um, a few months ago, probably, and, or maybe even almost a year ago, I guess. Uh, I'll play sometimes, but I don't do it, um, 
as much as what I used to. And that really means that I have to have stage presence. I used to really hide behind my guitar, and that was nice for me. (laughs) But once the guitar was no longer there to, like, shield me from the audience, um, I realized that I had to dance and move around and, like, kind of interact. And um, I hated it, and it terrified me. And I um, was really nervous and really self-conscious about it. And I eventually was just like, okay, like, I have to do something. I cannot stand. Like, it'd be worth worse to just stand there and do nothing. Um, so I really, like, paid a lot of attention to um, what was happening on stage, like, for other artists. And I noticed that, like... A lot of really talented, really popular, really, like, cool artists just do weird shit on stage. Um, like, my best example is Lord. Like, Lord uh, is incredibly talented, and, uh, I mean, just watch her perform. I don't need to tell you. <laughs> um, like, usually artists who I think of as, as, like, especially talented or brilliant, um, aren't really on stage doing, you know, impressive choreographed dances. They're doing weird shit. And, um, so I knew that I did not want to choreograph anything for myself. I knew I didn't want to plan out how I was going to dance or move. Uh, I knew that I wanted to feel that what happened was natural, Um, and so I just let myself do my thing, and, um, the kind of, like, funny thing about that is that I, uh, thought that I probably looked ridiculous the first time that this happened, but that show was filmed, and, um, my husband was watching it, and I was like, I just don't want to see this, but I ended up looking, and I was like, oh my god, I don't look ridiculous, And then my guitarist, like, he had, um, he came to me, like, a few weeks later after uh, another show and also said to me, he was like, your stage presence is great, like, you look like a rock star. And that was like, I was like, oh my god. You know, I played a show that my parents got to be at and I said to them before I went on, I said, I'm gonna have to do a lot of dancing because there's a long instrumental break, uh, it's a duet, there's, I don't sing for quite a while. So... Um, I know that you guys paid for dance lessons for me for eight years, and I just want you to know that it was all for nothing. (laughs) And, uh, of course, they laughed, and I got on stage and, you know, um, did my thing. And then afterwards, you know that people actually, like, remarked to me and to my parents, like, oh, like, she has really great stage presence. That was, like, amazing to me. This is one of the most unexpected and greatest compliments that I've received because I thought my stage presence was going to be terrible and I just resigned myself to it. Um, and I just, I gave myself permission to just do what I did, just be myself. Uh, the thing is that like, maybe it is because I grew up dancing, 
that I never felt like I had permission to make a wrong step or just kind of like wiggle around like things were very calculated and precise um doing competitive dance and I think that it's hard to unlearn and in my late 20s now I finally have begun to unlearn that um and I think that it's also helped a lot being married to someone who is never afraid to dance um and also like when I had my son it it really changed my attitude about it because you know I see him I see him get that look sometimes where he isn't sure whether he should do something, something totally innocent, not something bad, but just like, you know, for example, dancing, he doesn't get that look about it, but you know, things like when other kids are doing things and having fun and I'm like, do it. Yes. Go like, have fun. Just be yourself. Like anything that brings you joy that you want to do, just do it. Like, I want you to have fun. I want you to enjoy life as much as you can. And that's what I want for him. I want him to enjoy every moment that he possibly can. And I realized that. I'm like, you know what? If I want to raise him to live that way, then I too need to live that way. And, you know, so all of those things kind of contributed to what eventually became me allowing myself to just dance however I dance and it didn't it grew into like not just on stage but like I will dance while other artists play too and I'm not going to get down in the middle of the floor and break it down but you know I like I have given myself the permission to move or wiggle or you know tap my toes or whatever it may be and um in turn I have actually had many people like give me positive feedback about the looker say that I have good stage presence or say that I have you know cool moves and like I just have been fascinated by that so that's one of the biggest developments for me over the past few months I never expected ever to be perceived as cool or anything like that um and yet multiple times I have genuinely thought it about myself I've had other people say it about me friends, family members, my bandmates. I've had friends, family members say it about my band, etc. Like, all I can draw from that is that you have to be yourself. You have to be authentic. Uh, I mean, the weirdest fucking person in the room has got to be 10 times cooler than any other person who's trying to be the cool person, right? You've got the cool person and the weirdo, and then that anyone else imitating them is just the, at the back. Like, just be yourself, you know? Don't manipulate your look, your voice, your outfit, your all of that thing to look like someone else, you know? Um, so that's really, um, that's, that's really big to me. And I hope that, um, I was, I was hoping that I could share that takeaway with you guys. Um, and yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Just another quick note that I did want to add though. Um, I did mention, I've mentioned a few times in this, uh, about dress, dressing, dress, not ranch dressing, but like fashion. Um, and I did want to leave a quick note on that as well. Um, I've started to sort of like cultivate my own style for shows and since this feeds into image I just wanted to like real quick mention I 
Courtney Love was on Girl Boss Radio a while back. I, I don't know if I've already mentioned this on here or not. If so, I'm sorry. But she said, um, you know, that an artist should dress. You should be able to dress up like an artist for Halloween, basically. And I thought that was really interesting advice. And I thought, okay, when I get on stage wearing like nice black pants and like a cute blouse that's not that doesn't qualify as that I need to like step up my game right I don't need to be in costume but I need to be something that people can imitate if they wanted to um but again this all circles back to I'm never going to be inauthentic but I had really lost my sense of fashion for a while and I had really become very disinterested in in clothes and in how I looked and part of that was because I didn't like my body very much for a long time and that has changed because um well I just I could go on about a bajillion times but I am in great shape now so I actually am starting to feel good about my body a little bit and um you know I, I got that great advice from that podcast and I thought like okay like that whole thing really fueled me to sort of take up an interest in fashion again um, as did talking to friends about it. One of my close friends, um, is really, she likes to talk about things like that with me. Uh, and so she's also helpful in like sending me things that look cool or whatever. So in doing that, I sort of like came up with an idea of like what I kind of want to look like. Um, and by that, I mean words like, and I'll tell you my words even though they're not really meant to ever be spoken. So I hope that no one, like, laughs and makes fun of me here. But in my mind, I was like, okay, I want to look like a fairy if that fairy was a rock star. So um, I'm obviously not, like, wearing wings. <laughs> I might take, I'm not, like, drawing on my face and taking it to that degree. But what I mean is that I'm incorporating a lot of flowers, a lot of sparkles, but then also like zippers, boots, um, you know, like thigh highs, like just lots of really pretty like deep pinks and, you know, uh, things like that. But then also like blacks and, uh, you know, like I've done like black lace. So uh, my point there is just to say... Um, for anyone who is interested in sort of cultivating their own, own image in terms of like appearance and fashion, but isn't really sure where to start, that was what I did and I it's worked out amazingly for me. Uh, I've gotten so many ideas. I discovered that I love Dolce & Gabbana. Never knew that until I uh, made a freaking Pinterest board after my, after my own style uh, interest and then I realized like I love Dolce & Gabbana. Um... You know, so I, I definitely recommend that. I think that was great advice on Courtney Love's part. And I also, like, really like that I sort of chose, like, um, you know, I'm going to pick two things that I would like to incorporate into my look, fairy and rockstar, and um, sort of shape things around that. I think that was a really good choice and has paid off really well for me. So I would definitely recommend that to anyone who is sort of also trying to find their own path or their own look. Okay, guys. Um, well, I'm going to wrap things up. Uh, like I mentioned before, I'm going to be ending each episode now with a quote. So, this week I have Andy Warhol, and it's, Don't think about making art, just get it done. Let everyone else decide if it's good or bad, whether they love it or hate it, and while they're deciding, make even more art.
All right, guys, have a good week.